All right, y'all, I am hopping on. Um, I love the little intros before the actual uh, show, but this is a bit of a trigger warning. Um, Not too much, but this is a more serious topic uh, that came up recently that I wanted to just be open about and vulnerable um, when it comes to this. So Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has contributed to this conversation in a real raw way. Um, And I'd love to know what y'all think. So without further ado, here we go. Love y'all. All right, y'all. So we are back. And we are on schedule, I told y'all, um, during the sister mashup. I told you we were back on schedule. So by the time this drops, it'll likely be April 16th. And we drop sister mashup April 2nd. So officially back to every two weeks. So thank you for your patience. Um, and I hope you enjoyed the mashup. That was really fun for my sister and I. Um, and hopefully you were able to go over to her page Um listen to some of her content um, because she has more coming and like I mentioned before hopefully I have more collaborations with her coming on a a more regular basis because as you know we always have a lot to learn and a lot to talk about so if you are just joining me if you're new my name is Vaughn Zenio Black Queen out here thriving and making ish happen I have a lot to say but I also have a lot to learn Um, This is my kind of journey, um, audio documentation of my thoughts, my my prayers to God, um, my conversations with myself, my loved ones, you know, sister circle. It's kind of a culmination of all of that, right? Um, You know, I think as humans... Uh, we already are so complex and then as evolving growing thriving developing humans um, as we learn you know we we need an outlet so uh, in addition to you know working out and meditation um, journaling um, other of other forms of you know um, just outlets this is one of them you know, and I appreciate everyone who listens in, even if it's in and out, even if there's some episodes that you skipped, doesn't matter. Um, I just appreciate y'all coming back and showing love. All right. So today, um, full disclosure, I was struggling with, and I hate using that word. I usually say challenged, right? So let me, let me, um, backtrack. I was challenged with how I wanted to approach this particular topic. Also, full disclosure, I recorded a couple of um, versions of this. And as y'all know, if you've listened to me before, I'm not big on chopping up and editing and all of that stuff. So I'm not going to do all that. <laughs> I want it to come from the brain. I want it to come from the heart. I want it to come from its purest place. Um, and sometimes I think we need to, when we, when we first get information, 
it's okay and we have permission to sit with it and process it. So there was a um, article that was sent to me from an old friend. So thank you. If you're listening, you know who you are. Now the article has nothing to do with really what I, well, it has everything to do with what I want to talk about, but the focus wasn't necessarily what um, I want to discuss, but because, and I'm not going to give any traction or um, any um, highlight to the article particularly, but um, what it spoke to was obviously Black women choosing other options besides Black men when um, when we become successful. I mean, what that means when um, we seemingly are led by then folks who aren't of color, right? And it, it got me thinking a little bit about the positioning that a lot of my friends and loved ones are in where we're successful black women. Yes, we have our own, you know, companies and businesses, but we're still a part of corporate America, which is primarily led by non-black either women, um, but mostly men, right? So we're ultimately reporting out to, constantly reporting out to folks who don't look like us, who don't have our experiences. Um, so, so that's that, right? And I'm gonna put that to the side for a second to then add in. Um, I recently picked the four agreements back up, um, a practical guide to personal freedom, because I knew that it was time, um, for more, for growth. Um, Therapy is amazing. Personal coaching is amazing. Communication coaching is amazing. Executive leadership coaching is amazing, right? Meditation, yoga, running, working out, all of that are, are amazing outlets, like I mentioned before. But again, if you're an evolving, growing, developing human, you know that you can never stop. So this is a book that um, I've had for a while that I picked up recently. And I have to say that I wasn't sure if it was going to be an instant like game changer, but it absolutely was. So I bring this up because initially I I was going to talk more about like this process as I'm reading the four agreements, but I'm going to try my best to actually just, you know, fold it in to, uh, the real subject matter that I want to that I want to discuss okay so I'm on the last chapter the last agreement always do your best um, and if you're not familiar with the four agreements I mean just kind of a, a quick overview so there's four agreements right um, be impeccable with your word don't take anything personally don't make assumptions and always do your best um, and as you work through the book, you, you begin to understand you can't have one with the other, right? I think a lot of folks go in thinking, oh yeah, well, I really need to work on not taking things personally. But what I love about what Don Miguel Ruiz does is he speaks to how you can't have one without the other. But what I want to do is really challenge myself to be impeccable with my words as I talk about the situation Um when it comes to the challenge that black women have, 
a disclaimer, I understand that um, even being a black woman, I have a level of bias and privilege, right? Talking about this situation, I have a lived experience um, and I'm going to speak from that place. I'm not going to speak from anyone else's experience, but my own. And maybe I'll pick up, you know, I'll, I'll share with y'all a few other um you know, experiences along the way, meaning from friends, from family, right? But even theirs, I can't completely resonate with because they're not mine, right? I can only gather data from what they've, you know, shared with me. um, And even that's to a certain extent, okay? So I want to talk about, I I just really want to ask And I think this might be more of like a slow wine kind of episode to get folks and not the actual dance slow wine, right? Thinking a slow wine in your mind just to get folks thinking um, because I don't know the answers and I really need to understand what people want from black women, right? Um, You know, we all know the phrase, damned if you do, damned if you don't. And when I spoke to some of my friends about just the subject matter, it was that, like, (laughs) anything we do is under a microscope. Anything we do is highlighted. Anything we do is scrutinized. And to be honest, it almost feels like you can't do anything right. You can be... And again, this is not a political podcast. It's not a pop culture podcast. So I'm not dropping names. So if I speak to a scenario, you know, um, conclude what you like, right? You can be the top performing athlete as a black woman in America and be the best in one discipline or in in one arena. But then in another one, you are the worst. You have turned your back. You forgot where you came from. All because what? Because you aren't choosing the options that people think you need to choose from. And I'm being super general because I want folks to think for themselves what that means to them. But here's one thing I learned from a share from a personal experience being a woman in you know a large organization, um, educated, you know, high earning, high level position. You're always going to get scrutinized no matter what you do. You can't make everybody happy. And at the end of the day, the only thing that will make everyone happy is one, you stop choosing yourself and you choose everyone else and what they want for you. And two, if you make the decision to limit yourself and stay within the box that they need you to be in. Right. For example, all these examples, I'm going to give so many. Some of them could be mine. Some of them could be others. I'll let you guess for yourself. Something I gathered in relationship is um, a lot of folks will do this subtle 
kind of thing where they're quote unquote giving you the world right I'm giving you everything I'm giving you everything I have and because that is all they can give you how dare that not be enough and what I've seen and I can only speak as a black woman what I've seen is when black women heal when they learn when they grow when they do the mental, emotional, and spiritual work, they start to realize that no one else gets to dictate what's enough or what's best for them. So someone can give me everything they think I want, but never tap into what I truly want. (laughs) You can give me all the flowers, all the gifts, all the this, but you're never truly tapping into what I want. And when I start moving differently and start pouring into me and giving myself what I want, that becomes a problem. So what do y'all, what do people want from black women? Because I'm so confused. It's pour into me, give me everything I need, only take so much for yourself when but win with conditions win but don't win more than me grow but how dare you grow past me and what I can give you learn but you can't exceed how I'm learning or what I'm learning Give, 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 (laughs) but how dare you take? I just don't get it. Then when it comes to the matter of this whole controversial options conversation, right? What do y'all want us to do there? What do y'all want from us when it comes to choosing partners? Because for me, I can think back to each time I move up, whether it's academically, professionally, personally, you know, as a child, I had my dad, both my grandparents, grandfathers, all my uncles, right? So there's this foundation that I already come into life in, and that's another privilege to put it out there. This is foundation that I already come to in life and romantic relationships where I've already seen examples of good quality men, good quality men in general and family men, right? Good quality husbands, grandfathers, fathers, uncles. So even with that shared experience, men will come in and say things like, oh, well, you know, most men not going to do this. And you're sitting there as a woman who's had a father in her life saying, "Mm." actually to me, my shit, my lived experience, that's nothing special. And again, y'all, this is mine and and some folks who I, you know, that I know. I know this is not everyone. But you're not giving me anything special because my foundation is higher than what you can even give me. So then that's the problem. Okay. Or if, if your lived experience is not having a father, 
But throughout life, you've learned to heal. You've gone to therapy. You've worked on yourself. And you know your personal worth and value. Then it's like, well, how dare you not accept what I'm giving you? You didn't even have a father. What? (laughs) But I know my worth, right? As an adult woman, I know exactly who I am. What I, what I, one, uh, provide for myself, because that's another one, right? And then what my expectations are in partnership, right? So kind of talking about what I just mentioned, it's interesting when we are used to, as women, pouring into ourselves taking care of ourselves and then finally we get into a situation where it's like our expectation is okay you're bringing in exactly you know what I bring in you're giving me the things that I can already give myself that's a problem how dare you expect me to (laughs) give you what you give yourself so so I'm just giving like different examples And I'm trying to figure out what folks want from us. And this isn't going to be a long one because I'm really just sitting here trying to reflect. I'm really sitting here practicing being impeccable with my words and hopefully I'm making sense. Hopefully there's somebody who can hit me up and give me some of these answers because at the end of the day, what ends up happening is black women getting personal experience are used to and have to by default a lot of times take care of it all then when we make decisions to do better then it becomes our fault that the community isn't thriving and that's an interesting concept right if you see all the black women who are focused on mental physical spiritual health like i said before I know a lot of them who want to bring men in their lives on that journey with them. Some of them come. I'm not going to look. A lot of them come. A lot of them don't. So that's our fault? Is it then our fault when we choose ourselves? When we choose not to drag anyone along in a healing journey? When we know that's the best option for us, but maybe that person, that man, whoever doesn't want it, is it then our fault then? It seems like it. As we heal and as we grow and as we learn, we start choosing differently, right? We start choosing based off of our healed self. And I'm gonna say something that might be controversial. Is it our fault that when we become our healed selves, when we look around, there aren't a lot of healed black men to choose from? I'm just saying. And when I say healed self, again, mentally, therapy, coaching, physically, not just going to the gym, eating right. You know, being active, being an outdoor person. I could tell you again from personal experience, I'm a runner. I work out. 
I don't see a lot of us at all. <laughs> at all. When I'm running the nature trail, doing my 10 miles, I don't see, first of all, any black women, <laughs> right? Where I am, let alone black men. I know we're out there. I'm not saying we don't exist, but what I'm saying, y'all, is how, if it is our fault, how? They say you lead by example. If women, black women, don't have leadership, right, in the form of black men, We've been forced into leadership roles. And then we're scrutinized for that. We're scrutinized for not doing it right. We're scrutinized for trying to take the lead. How can anyone try to take the lead? Either you're a leader or you're not. So if I have to take the lead, guess what you're not doing? If I have to take care of things, Guess what you're not doing? And y'all, I'm keeping this very general because I just want us to think about some things. I, I want black men especially to think about how you're treating the very women who are raising the next generation. You're treating the women who by default not by desire you know that that should be a phrase by default not by desire have had to lead and then turn around and say well y'all not doing it right y'all to this y'all to that because we don't want to do it in the first place (laughs) we're trying to figure it out without any help from y'all a lot of times. So who is responsible for making it work? Who's responsible for fixing it? What do they say? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, right? So if over and over again, we're asking for leadership, pushing, 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 Eventually, people get tired and say, you know what, forget, I'm just about to make this work on my own. And I think that's where we are, y'all. It's, I think a lot of times black women are easy targets to say, oh, well, look at what she, look, she went ahead and chose this. Oh, she didn't want us. Think about what black women really go through. Y'all think about it. Seriously on a daily basis, single, with children, without children, uh, married, in partnership. Who does it all fall on? Even in marriage, I want, if anybody knows, I don't know, I'm just putting it out there. What percentage of dads are the primary contact (laughs) when something happens with the kids at school? I would love to get that statistic. The percentage of dads who are the primary contact. Then to break that down, even if he is the primary contact, is he the one who comes out or does he call mom? 
You see what I'm saying? So I just want to challenge all of us. Um, let's, I don't know. I don't even know what the challenge is this week, if I can be honest. Um, I think there are so many layers. I think we're in a position in 2022 where we are definitely trying to fix something that has been fractured. I'm not even going to say broken, but something that's been fractured for many, many years. One thing I will say is I'm proud of us for for us as a generation, us as a collective to at least start talking about it. You know, I I think there's um, a lot of scrutiny behind us putting it out there. But one thing about growth is you have to lay it out. It's going to hurt. It's going to be frustrating. Everyone will have their own opinions. But as I said earlier, another one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally. I think the takeaway is, y'all, this is something that we inherited. You know, like when you come into um, a company, this happened to me. You come into the company and you already have existing supervisors and managers that you have to direct. I inherited a lot of folks. Did I like every situation? Absolutely not. Am I still, what, almost three years later, trying to make things fit together and trying to to force relation, not force, but trying to cultivate relationships, trying to build trust, right? Trying to strategically plan to make things work. Absolutely. Three years later. So if we've been in this for hundreds of years, we inherited a lot of this. And a lot of us are coming from the generation of folks who didn't talk about anything, right? They didn't talk about anything, So to even get the personal struggles, to even get the truth about love and marriage and partnership and challenges and child rearing and all of that, we're almost starting from scratch. So I'm proud of us for finally talking about it because that's the first step in healing. Right. No matter how upset we get with one another, no matter how much opposition there is with our points of views no matter how quote-unquote separated we feel at least we're talking about it that's the first step our children our nieces our nephews for you know folks who are child free and choose to remain that way nieces nephews um, adopted children biological children they see that we're talking about it So then when they get of age, they become our age. It's open dialogue, open dialogue without judgment for someone's personal experience. Open dialogue without trying to push our own opinions onto someone else, but a true sit down you know, figuratively, figurative sit down of the community, of the collective saying, hey, here's the, for my medical folks, the symptom is, 
the separation, the choosing other options other than each other. Those are the symptoms, right? My medical folks know that people come in with the symptom, but their chief complaint, right? But very rarely is the symptom the actual problem, right? Oh, my leg is hurting. Well, the problem isn't your leg is hurting. The symptom is the pain. The problem is infection, inflammation, uh, you know, whatever else, water retention. That's the problem. Pulled muscle, you know. That's the problem. But we have to bring awareness and address the symptoms, which is now, which I'm proud of us for, before we start getting to the root cause, okay? So that's what's been on my heart. Um, I'm sure many folks can conclude kind of, you know, some of the examples that I've uh, brought up and the folks that I'm speaking to or of, I should say, that brought up this, this conversation, but I'm just thinking and I'm asking, Who's at fault? Who's at fault? And whose responsibility is it to start fixing things? Do we truly want to fix things? There's a thought. Are we arguing for arguing's sake? Or are we arguing because we truly want to heal as a collective, as a community? And we truly want to fix the problem. Which one is it, y'all? Okay. (laughs) So thank you again. As you know, um, every two weeks, we're back at it. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. The challenge is figuring out how we're contributing to the problem and how we can better address the symptoms and be more impeccable with our words when addressing the symptoms, okay? Make sure you join me back in two weeks. Um, Again, thank you for all of the love, the support. Check us out at at Natty Alley on IG and at Weightless underscore Crowns LLC. Um, And make sure you turn those notifications on so that, you know, when our episodes drop, y'all, peace and thank you.